Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Bragenta, and I'm the host of the Dr. Nurse Podcast, and I am so happy you decided to join me on today's episode. This podcast is a platform for nurses to share their journey as they made their way in the diverse field of nursing as either entrepreneurs, in academia, private practice, or even the corporate world. I think we should celebrate just how diverse the field of nursing is through mentoring one another with the stories of our careers. Nothing is too mundane because each journey is unique. This podcast will address exactly how to make the most of your career and maybe inspire you to make a change if you're looking for something different. I am motivated to see you live your best nursing life, and that looks different for everyone. Let's get started with today's guest. On today's podcast, we're going to hear from Jenny Daniel. She is a BSN, RN, and a nurse entrepreneur. She has started her own business called My Nurse at Home. Her business is to help patients understand their cancer diagnosis and what to expect during treatment. After spending years as an oncology nurse and a breast cancer navigator, Jenny saw the gaps in the system between what patients and their family members needed and what they received. She now dedicates her time to working individually with breast cancer patients so that they can understand their diagnosis and their treatment options, feel confident in their decisions, be prepared for what to expect, manage side effects at home, and be supported throughout their journey. Being an oncology nurse and having experienced cancer with a family member and being a survivor herself, Jenny has a unique perspective that results in her providing truly compassionate care for her patients. Let's hear from Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Welcome to the Dr. Nurse Podcast. So glad to have you on today. Thanks for having me. Let's jump right into the questions. Uh, The first question I have for you is what is your current job and your current job role and title? Yeah. So currently I actually work for myself. I have a business. It is called My Nurse at Home. And in that business, I help breast cancer patients who are feeling overwhelmed and scared, get prepared to face their journey, feeling more informed and supported. Wow. So what brought you to that current job that you have today? What was your journey? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've been in corporate America, you know, my whole life and honestly just got a little tired of, um, having to report to someone else and deal with office politics and, um, you know, working really hard at trying to get somewhere and then feeling disappointed because I always had to rely on somebody else's, um, basically opinion of me to get to the next place. And you're always feeling like you're competing against someone. And I just got really tired of not having flexibility. My schedule being what I needed to meet my family's demands and my my wanting to travel now that my kids are grown. I have a grandson. I wanted to be able to spend time with him. Needing that flexibility um, in my life was super important right now. And I just felt like I needed more. You know, I've worked a long time and just really that that a hundred percent desire for more and being able to have my own business was going to be the answer to that flexibility piece. So being able to leave corporate America was, was to me, my answer. So when you first went to nursing school yeah. and then you got out, 
What was one of the first jobs that you took? So I actually, I got really lucky. I, when I went to nursing school, I was, I was in my midlife point. I had two kids that were, one was in middle school, one was in high school, the last two kids. And I just wanted to be able to go into oncology. A hundred percent, that was my goal when I went into nursing school. My nursing instructors thought I was nut um, and I, they thought I was very narrow-minded. But again, I was in my late thirties when I went into nursing school and that was what I wanted to do. I lost my mother when I was young to breast cancer. I'm a cancer survivor. I have a lot of family members who have also had cancer. And that was where I wanted to be. I knew it. So I got really lucky. And during my final six weeks of nursing school, I did my last um, precepting on an oncology unit and was offered a job during that preceptorship. Accepted um, working on that oncology unit um, before I had even passed boards. So I just got very, very lucky and took the job, you know, of course, very happily and went right into oncology and was was just stoked. So so excited <laughs> to be able to to live my dream. And then, you know, of course, walked out of, of that interview that day in, in nursing school and said to my instructor, guess what? I got it. You know? <laughs> so. That's awesome. So it sounds like from the jump, you had a calling to be an oncology nurse. Yeah. And that's kind of how your career, your career has stayed in oncology. Yeah, I did leave oncology um, and did some other things as well. I did um, home health. I worked in um, infusion, which everyone always assumes that when you say infusion, you were in oncology. But I actually worked in an uh, excuse me in an infusion unit that was everything except for cancer. It was an amazing experience. I learned so much about so many other disease processes. It was really a cool experience. How did these experiences working, you know, an infusion center, working um, on an oncology floor, and the other job that you described that you had, how did all these things lead you to kind of where you are today? How has that prepared you is probably the better question. Yeah, I mean, it all circles back. I still had, you know, I had gone to those other units and other things, but I came back to oncology. I had gone from those and went back into I went to radiation for a few years and then went back into um, nurse navigation and on a breast unit um, in a breast, a large breast cancer center um, before I had left to come out on my own. But it's, it's just where I feel like I belong. I mean, I just feel like I want to help people that are on this journey that is so personal and so difficult um, that I, I just feel like I can help them. I feel like, I can make it a little easier. It's such a difficult journey and it'll never be easy for anyone. But I feel like with the right help, the right information and just the right people in the path with you can make such a difference. There's so many side effects, not just the physical ones that you get from the treatment that your doctors are giving you or from the surgery or from the radiation it's the emotional and the mental side effects that the doctor's offices often just don't have time to handle. That's what people don't get taken care of. And that's so important. It's, you know, how do you talk to your family? How do you talk to your friends? How do you talk to your kids? How does this disease impact every aspect of your life? Because it does. It's everything. 
it's so overwhelming once you hear that word. I mean, everybody thinks about it at some point in their life, everybody thinks about, or they know somebody that has been diagnosed with cancer. But when you hear those words and it's you sitting there either across that desk or, you know, in the room as the patient, or most of us, honestly, like I know I was the one that got the phone call at home and it happens to so many people. You're usually home alone or you're in the middle of something and least expecting, even though you've had tests and you're waiting for results, you have cancer is said to you and your whole universe just stops. It's just, it's the worst feeling. I mean, you just, a million things go through your mind, a million, you know, and you just, to sort that out is just unbelievable. Hard. And so your current job now is journeying with people through their cancer diagnosis. It's almost kind of sounds like a doula. Like I was thinking about it. I was like, kind of sounds like a doula, but like in a different way. So describe kind of what your whole process is now with your new with your newfound career. Yeah. So what I, what I try to do, I try to get them in the beginning of the journey um, because I think that helps most, but no matter when they come to me, find me or I find them or however we're connected, the important thing is to make sure first and foremost, that they understand what they have. So understanding their specific breast cancer situation. Okay. Um, And even though I've narrowed down my business to where I specifically will work with breast cancer patients, I certainly can work with any cancer patient. It's just easier for for certain aspects to to have one type of cancer that you deal with because there's so many. Um, But I'm familiar, obviously, with, with many types of solid tumors. So but when I, when I work with them, I want to sit down and, and understand. So I ask to review their, um, their medical documents, like their pathology reports. And then if they've been to a surgeon already, I do ask if they can forward me their initial history and, um, history and physical from the surgeon as well. I take a look at that and then I go through that and make sure that they understand because there's hormones involved. There's proteins called HER2 that are involved. There's so many different little details in breast cancer that are looked at before they can treat it. And then I want to make sure that they understand the testing that they may have in addition before the treatment even starts, because patients are often like, well, why aren't we starting? Why aren't we doing anything? Why are they delaying me two weeks or three weeks or four weeks? You know, my cancer is going to spread. Everyone thinks that the cancer is going to spread overnight. It didn't get there overnight. It's not going to spread overnight. Um, So making sure that they understand that is super important because that just adds to the anxiety, right? We don't want to do that. So we go through, make sure they understand. I have questions that I help them prepare for their medical team. So depending on which medical provider they're seeing, we can come up with the appropriate questions to ask for that team and direct those questions appropriately. But then we also can get into um, dealing with all of these emotional pieces. So we talk about the emotional roller coaster and how we're dealing with all of those feelings, tools that they can use to manage their emotions. I, I teach them about journaling. I teach them about positive affirmations because making sure that we're trying to train our brain to be a little more positive is super important. And then tools, other tools like journaling and different art therapies that they can do in their home. Then things like Controlling what you can. Controlling what you can is so important. And then understanding that you can't control everything. So we talk about different things like that. We talk about diet. I have a, um, 
a friend who I've worked with in the past, who's a, a registered dietitian, and she's working along with me and created some really great tips um, for my clients that we can give them to say, here, here's some realistic information and, and accurate information. It doesn't mean that you can't eat the same foods that you were eating before, but we need to maybe look at what you were eating and maybe modify a little bit of things, but don't get so overwhelmed and caught up with that information that you can't see straight either. (laughs) Yeah. That's so good, man, Jenny, this is so neat. And I really feel like what you're, what you're offering is somebody to just walk through this process with you and to not leave you alone. Because once you get that diagnosis of cancer and it just gets thrown on your back as this heavy yoke that you now have to pull, you Mm kind of come alongside and almost like two oxen pulling a yoke, it makes the load lighter and you don't feel like it's so heavy and you're alone. And that really is, I think, an incredible service to offer, an incredible way that nursing, that really is what nursing is. It's just, we journey with our patients and you're just basically creating a business and an opportunity for the things that you want, flexibility, for being able to be your own boss, to be able to advance as much as you want without any restrictions as a nurse, providing a service that, in my opinion, is priceless. So that is really cool. So what is one of your biggest failures uh, that you have experienced versus a big, your biggest success? Give me like something that was a real big high and like something that was like, that was a low. Yeah. So I think I'll start with my failure. <laughs> and I really, you know, I, I don't like to look at my life with, with, I, I don't believe in regret. Let me just say that because I've had a lot of challenges in my life. I mean, I think losing my mom at such a young age, I was only 12. Um, so it kind of, it, it, it starts you out in a little bit of a, a rough spot. But I, so I like to look at my life as just, you have a lot of challenges. Um, and I like I, that. Yeah, I think my biggest failure really was just waiting so long to go back to school to do something that I really always wanted to do. I always wanted to be able to give back and I wasn't sure really what I was going to do to do that or how I was going to do it. I had my first child at 18. So I, again, was kind of like not in a position to really get myself together. I was on my own at a very young age as well. I've been on my own since I was pregnant with that kid at 17. Um, So I didn't have the support that I really needed. Um, but I, I made it, you know, and that's that's the end result is that I made it. But I think waiting to go back to school for so long because so many people made me doubt myself along the way. Yep. Um, so I think that's that's really my biggest failure is just but not like, believing in myself. But Jenny, I don't even think that one. I think the question sucks, so I think I'm going to change <laughs> the question. Two, <laughs> two. I, I don't think it was a failure. Like, it's just like, it's, it's part of your journey and it's what's made you a success. And so I think when you look at principles of success, one of them is a positive mental attitude and, and realizing that you're going to learn from adversity and defeat 
and turn them into positive things, which is what you're doing. You're saying, hey, listen, this wasn't even a failure. It was a challenge that I had to overcome. So your question sucks, Sandra, but I get your point. And your question is, what was some of the challenges that I experienced along the way? And one of them was I started kind of late. And so I'm kind of playing catch up. But it's also the reason why I'm I'm a hustler, because I know what it's like to have to overcome a lot of things. And so... I think that's that answers both questions in one. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go, Jenny. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and so another another uh, question I have is just were there any mentors? Was there anybody that kind of came alongside of you and you felt like was an invaluable resource for you during this time of starting your own business or just throughout your career in general? It's funny. You know, I've met some great people along the way. Um, one of the the girl, the girl who actually precepted me in um, oncology during nursing school. She's she's young. She's like the same age as my my oldest daughter. And she, she's very. I like to say she's a very old soul. Like you would never be perceiving her age as to what it is. She um, she's just an amazing woman. Um, and I think if anyone, if I look up to somebody, she's probably one of the people career wise, like, you know, seeing what she's accomplished, she's, she's someone that she's just an amazing human being. Um, but honestly, what about her? What about her? Just the fact that she's, she's just, she's very together, like seeing her in an oncology unit, Um, at a time where, especially, you know, in nursing school, you come out of there and you have like zero confidence, right? You have no idea what you're doing really. I mean, you go through the motions of being in school, but you, you really, I think most of us come out of there with zero confidence. Um, so going through with her in that precepting time and, and just feeling like completely overwhelmed and terrified at the same time, but knowing that this is what I wanted to do. And then having that self doubt too, of like, what have I done kind of thing? Like, am I doing the right thing? You know, why did I decide to do this again? Kind of like, you know, the devil and the angel on your shoulder kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This was, she just was very, um, very soothing to have yeah. it as a preceptor. Um, and just now we're friends and she's just, she's always, um, very, um, I don't even know what word to describe her. She's just very together. Um, she's just a very good person. She's just a very good soul. And yeah. I appreciate the fact that, um, she definitely is someone that I look at as, um, somebody that like, you know, I would like to be like her when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so funny. I have a friend from nursing school that I feel the exact same way about. And her name is Jackie. And she is like just the most put together person. And like, even her handwriting is perfect. You know, like when you look at her handwriting, you're like, really? Like even the words you put down on paper are like, perfect. And those personalities are just so incredible because they, they're not being anything but themselves, but that's just how they are. And it's right. just like, man, that is so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it sounds like she gave you a lot of self-efficacy, right? That ability to feel like you could do the job, like yeah. you can do this. 
Um, You really need people behind you that make you feel capable because it's a hard job to take care of people. And so when somebody else is kind of taking care of you as you're taking care of others, it helps you do your job. Yeah. Really I mean, cool. she's, she's been great. My husband has been amazing. I mean, he's, he's my rock. He's always Mr. Supportive of everything, you know, from going back to school to financially, like being on board with, you know, me leaving corporate America, which of course cut our household income by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's financial, you know, risks that you take when you're in business for yourself. And when I went back to school, same thing. You know, I was working, but I didn't make the same amount of money that I was making because I had to cut my hours, especially doing clinicals. I mean, I was not working to the same capacity. I had been in in administration um, before I went in healthcare administration before I went back to school for nursing. So I took a piddly job to get just some income and had probably two thirds of my income cut when I went to nursing school. So, you know, it's just one of those things, but you do it because you feel like there's something better on the other side. And you feel like, like right now, I just feel like I can serve people better than what I was doing in addition to the flexibility that's better for me. Um, what advice would you give to a nurse starting out in her career? She just got out of nursing school. She's just like you. She could be in her 30s. She could have a couple kids. Yeah. What would you, what would you give her for advice as she's starting out her career? Um, for one, it's going to be hard and that's okay. And if you need to come home and cry, it's okay. We've all been there, (laughs) but be persistent and it'll pay off. And the other thing is find an area that you really love. Like not everybody is designed to do floor nursing. Not everybody is designed to be in a hospital. There are so many different areas of nursing Find the area that fits you and just be true to yourself. Don't, don't suffer in an area that you hate because then you in turn will hate that you've made the decision to go into nursing and in turn you will hate the fact <clears throat> that you are a nurse and you just, you shouldn't. There are so many areas of nursing. Really take some time and think about where you want to be. And follow your heart. I mean, like I said, I went into nursing and I literally, I kid you not, this is the dumbest question any student could ever ask going to a nursing school. I literally asked when I met my nursing instructor, how much blood am I going to see? Because I'm not great with blood. And she literally looked at me like I had six heads. And I was like, I'm just saying, I'm just being honest. This is not my, this is not my jam. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be in an ER with like bones and guts all hanging out. It's not what I came into this for. I'm an oncology. And I, I know where my strong suits are. Oncology is my thing. Mental health is also my thing. When I went through my mental health um, little six week stint, my instructor was like, this is where you need to be. And I was like, girl, this is the only thing that I have gone home every night and cried from. I'm not doing this. This is too hard. <laughs> like, I want to take all these people home with me. I can't. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, that's so funny. But just find the area that makes makes your heart happy and do it. Yeah. Why, th- there's so many nurses because we're all needed. Yeah. And I think the fact that you were in your thirties, when you went back, you know yourself more 
yeah. I feel like then like, when I got out of nursing school, I was 21, 22. Uh-huh. So I was super young and I really didn't even really know myself. I'll be a hundred. I didn't yeah. know myself. I didn't really know what I would like or not like. And I actually went into oncology too. And I struggled emotionally because it was not just also learning a new career, but just being introduced to things that I had been sheltered from, from right. a, a pretty big portion of my life. Yeah. And walking in on such great suffering. Yeah. I almost struggled. I almost feel like it wasn't the right fit for me because I struggled to emotionally cope. Almost kind of like how you're like, I can't go to the ER. I kind of got to a point in my career where I was like, I can't go back on the oncology floor. Like, it's yeah. affecting me. And I felt like a bad nurse, almost almost to the T what you just said. I felt like a bad nurse, even though I wasn't, I felt like I was because I was in the wrong spot. Like that just wasn't good for my heart and my soul. And I was still, I felt like I couldn't give up on the job because then I would be a failure. So I kept going back day after day after day, even though during the time I was in there, I kept thinking, I got to get my master's. I got to get out of here. I didn't have to get out of nursing yeah, or even being on the floor. I just needed to get out of oncology and I didn't quite register that. And actually, this is the very first time I've actually thought that on the phone with you, Jenny, that I've mm-hmm. thought, oh my gosh, Jenny's right. I was in the wrong area. I wasn't a bad nurse. I was just in the wrong spot. Like, and that's perfectly said, Jenny. Yeah. Perfect. Perfectly said. That- All right. A lot of people don't think about that. You know, it's, you just, you're not a bad person if something doesn't click. You have to realize that nurses are humans, you know, it's just like now with COVID, look at all these poor people dealing with the exhaustion of COVID and like the, the folks at home that don't realize the toll, the true toll that it takes on these healthcare workers I mean, and how fortunate, like I feel so fortunate as a nurse, but I also feel guilty that I'm not helping my fellow healthcare workers in a time of crisis. You know, it's like, it's a catch 22, but I also know like, I'm not equipped for that. Like I couldn't walk into an ICU and be able to deal with, you know, five pumps running and ventilators. I'm not trained to do that. So you can't put anyone in that situation. You know what I mean? So it's it's just we're all equipped to do different things and we're all trained to do different things. And I I, I think too, it's like if you see a nurse, you know, is working in the ICU, buy her a cup of coffee because she probably needs it. Yeah. She's probably <laughs> you know, like yeah. She got a love on those. A hug. Big time. Yeah, she needs a hug. Exactly. Because yeah. we, we get it. We get it. Yeah. All right. So the last the last little part of our interview is rapid fire questions. And these are just Kind of like one, two, three, answer quick, you know, Mexican shootout style. I don't know. Just kind of quick, quick, quick. Okay. Okay. So the first question is, uh, tell us a book you recommend. Oh my gosh. Uh, You're a Badass by uh, Jen. I can't think of her last name, but You're a Badass. I'm I'm listening to it actually now. I, I'm not reading it. I hate reading actually. <laughs> that one has, has helped me a lot. You're the second interview that has said that. All right. Um, Do you go to nursing conferences? Well, before COVID. So I did for my prior role. um, And mainly it was for like navigation. Like in my navigation role, we would go um, together. 
um, because my supervisor actually supported us doing stuff like that, which was the first time that I was actually in a role where anyone supported us doing that. Oh, that's awesome. And then lastly, any uh, favorite TV shows? Currently, what are you watching? What's on your Netflix? What's on your Amazon Prime? Oh, what are you gosh. watching? One of my favorite all time Shits Creek. Oh, so good. Oh, I my agree. God. Hilarious. <laughs> and right now, we are watching a show on, on uh, Netflix called The Good Place. It's just stupid and funny. Uh, isn't that with uh, Kristen Bell? Yes, right? exactly. Yes, yes. yes. Well, that's all that I have, Jenny, unless there's anything else you'd want to just do a shameless pr- plug for your, your new business. Um, at the end, you're more than welcome yeah, um, to just share. You know, please yeah. follow me on Facebook, Instagram, um, my website. I have a brand new website that's going to be releasing actually in the next day or two. Um, my Nurse at Home on Instagram. That's my nurse at home with the number one after. So please come out, support me, follow me, tell your friends. If anyone has breast cancer, you know, listen, I'm happy to answer questions. Um, Please reach out to me um, and check out my services. Perfect. Well, I will post your link on the show notes so that people can find you. And thank you so much for coming on uh, the Dr. Nurse podcast and chatting with me. It's always a pleasure, Jenny. You are a true joy. So thank thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we're at the end of our time together. I hope you enjoyed the chat. The Dr. Nurse podcast is on Instagram. So please follow us there for any updates on nude podcasts and some information to follow up on the podcast. Please leave a comment down below if you like this podcast or if you have another great idea for a topic you want to hear in the future. Thanks for listening. And just a reminder, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used in substitute for professional medical care by a provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or professional advice or services. Thanks for listening.